Those aged 16 and 17 will now be offered their COVID vaccines in the UK. This is in addition to children aged 12 or over at increased risk of becoming seriously ill with COVID or who live with an immunosuppressed person. But what are the rules on medical consent for them? Well, if you're over 16, you can legally consent to your own medical treatment and so do not require parental consent to receive a vaccine. This is unless there's sufficient evidence to suggest they're not capable of doing so. Children under the age of 16 can consent to their own treatment if they're believed to have enough intelligence, competence and understanding to fully appreciate what's involved in their treatment. Otherwise, someone with parental responsibility for them must consent for an immunisation to take place. Government guidance states that when someone aged 16 or 17 years consents to vaccination, a parent cannot override that consent. If they refuse the vaccine, that should also be accepted. Elsewhere, the government recently announced that cutting red tape on EU imports of wine would save customers £130 million per year. This claim was repeated in The Telegraph, The Express and by Jacob Rees-Mogg on Twitter, but most of this saving isn't really a saving at all. Most of this saving derives from the UK not requiring EU wine producers to fill in a form when exporting to the UK. But EU wine producers didn't have to fill out the form anyway. The Wine and Spirit Trade Association estimated that introducing this form for EU wine producers would add an extra £70 million to the cost of importing wine. But the government never did introduce the form for EU wine producers. So this just represents maintenance of the status quo and the avoidance of a cost which the government had originally planned before reversing the decision. But will there be a saving? Well, since this form has been scrapped entirely, non-EU importers will no longer have to fill it out. This saving has been estimated at £30 million. And finally, if you've seen people discussing NHS Test and Trace on social media, you might have heard the figure £37 billion being mentioned. But an important distinction to remember is that this is the two-year budget for the programme, not the cost so far. The most up-to-date figures available cover up to April 2021, the first 12 months of NHS Test and Trace. This data shows that at this point, £13.5 billion had been spent. This is lower than the one-year budget of £22.2 billion for the project. So why did they underspend in the first year? Well, according to a National Audit Office report, this was primarily due to the fact that they'd anticipated a high level of demand for testing in January and February 2021. This did not materialise, however, in part because of the new lockdown that took place in those months. And it's worth noting we often see posts confusing NHS Test and Trace with the NHS COVID-19 app. The app is part of the NHS Test and Trace system, but not the whole thing. The programme also covers testing services, contain activities, including identifying local outbreaks and supporting local responses to the pandemic, and tracing services. That's all from us this week. I'll be back with more of our independent, impartial fact checks at the same time next Saturday morning.